0: So before we get started here with the uh, AFC and the NFC West, I just want to make one thing clear. All you motherfuckers who are sitting there saying that the Packers are going to take wide receiver, Ohio State, Jackson Smith, and Jigba can go fuck yourselves because the Packers are not going to do it just because you fucking say it's going to be. Don't speak it into existence because it's never going to fucking happen. You fucking morons, you're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. This is the final part of what we'd like to call the quad going through the NFL uh, divisions. We are in the West Divisions. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and still going over on Facebook, Dennis MRoy Roy over there. And uh, don't forget, like most of you have on TikTok, RoyDog13. With me today, of course, is my guy, Mr. Paul Burkle. Say hello. Hi. That's all he's saying on this podcast today. <laughs> if I had my fucking way, son of a bitch. Any which way. Um all kidding aside, we are gonna pound out the West Divisions here. Um we're gonna start with the Cardinals here. Uh really <laughs> I don't know what to expect from this team this year. Um, New head coach, Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator coming from Philadelphia, but they weren't exactly the first choice, I don't think, to to really take him under their wing.
1: I think the Cardinals GM and the Cardinals organization as a whole is a a big mess right now.
0: Don't disagree with that. Don't disagree. So, here we go. We're going to get started here. Offensive needs, guard, center, offensive line, depth, wide receiver running back and quarterback okay across the offensive line dj Humphreys, josh jones <laughs> Jalty fredert i don't know his i can't i've never been able to say his name
1: <sighs> i think
0: you got the first part i think you got the first one halty Halte Frohote. He's one of the uh lost fucking uh little fucking dwarves from Lord of the Rings, I think. Back to the shire with the hobbits. <laughs> the hobbits, there we go. He's a hobbit. Uh he's like a six foot four hobbit though, but <laughs> Oh Will Hernandez and Calvin Beachum, They are okay across the offensive line, but they do need guys um definitely behind, behind them. Uh, they can use guys that could actually replace these starters, uh, at guard and center. Uh, and they would probably be better off if they can. Now they do have eight selections in this year's draft, um, high end round selections, but, uh, it's, just don't see them kind of pulling the trigger the way that uh, this offensive line is really built. I think they're just gonna stick with what they have and just kinda move on. They are in a they are in a rebuild no matter what anybody says. Uh they kind of blew their load two years ago, um when they got knocked out early in the NFL playoffs. At running back you're gonna have James Connor. Uh should be should be decent, uh, but his price tag is you know, went up last year. Um after everybody kind of blew the, you know, got that nice deal on him a couple seasons ago when he came over from Pittsburgh. Um, But James Conner, if you're telling me he's a second or even a third rounder, I'm not buying. If he slips into the fourth, I think that's a pretty good deal on him Uh, considering the fact that you only have Keontae Ingram, the old man Corey Clement, uh, former Wisconsin Badger, and Tyson Williams who never really got anything accomplished in Baltimore. Um, what do you? What do you? Th- what's your feelings on James Conner?
1: Uh, fantasy wise, um, I, I'm not a big fan. But like you said, it's all about the value. If he starts dropping, ideally, if you could sneak him in the sixth or seventh round or later, I mean, he's he's gonna be a flex option guy. I think. I, I'm not sure what direction this offense is gonna go now that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is out and what they're going to want to do. So it's, it could it could pay off. It could be a hidden gem for you um, depending on you know how they structure their offense. Are they going to mimic what they did in Philadelphia? where they trying to make the run you know primary? You know I, it, it depends. So Connor is kind of an iffy guy. I'm not exactly excited about him. But at the right value, as you were saying, definitely would jump on
0: him. I think, I think you're correct in the fact that they'll try to do it the Philadelphia way. Um, really have to take a look at offensive coordinator Drew Petsing, uh, see what he's all about. Uh, but it would make sense with Kyler Murray coming back from that ACL tear late in last season um, that you really do focus on the run and and try to – not overextend you know whether Colt McCoy or Jeff Driscoll is going to fill in in the interim um if Murray isn't ready to go as the season begins but i mean you really can't have you can't really rely on Murray's legs this season um and he hasn't really been that accomplished of a passer so in all honesty the best thing to do at least for this year is to really hide him and then work on Uh, year two year three kind of building him up the way that philadelphia built up jalen hurts um, in philadelphia Uh, whether or not they can accomplish that that's on them it really it's completely on them but at least they have a good stable option in Zach Ertz at tight end uh backed up by uh, uh, second now second year guy trey mcbride who You know, kind of came into his own a little bit late in the year in a couple of games before he actually went down with injury. Um, But they're pretty set at the tight end position. Uh, Moving Move over to wide receiver. We don't know what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. There's been a lot of trade speculation, quite possibly him getting cut. Um, But if he's gone, that's leaving you uh, Hollywood Brown over on the other side. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Rondale Moore, the guy who cannot stay on the field, everybody's little darling, you know. We talk about hobbits. There's a hobbit right there because he's only four foot nothing. Um, And then Zach Paschal, who they brought over from uh, Philadelphia, he's not going to be able to, you know, replicate what DeAndre Hopkins did on that side. Nearly is uh, uh, Andre Basilia. I mean, him or even Greg Dortch, you know, who – you know, showed some flashes and stuff, but he's still he's not he's not a capable one or a two. There's so a,
1: there's a bunch of changeover about to
0: happen here. Yeah, yeah, ton of changeover, rebuild process, kind of move on, um, build the team the way that they want to, whether or not they get the time. That's going to be on the Cardinals here. But uh, moving on to the defense, defensive needs: D tackle, D N, uh, corner, linebacker, uh, safety, and punter although they do have nolan cooney in there uh they have not resigned andy lee it sounds like they're not going to resign andy lee um so nolan cooney kind of a you know an unknown at the punter positions that that's going to affect your special teams there we've had that experience with the packers in the past of just like who the fuck is this guy and then you know just a complete disaster Defensive line though, going from left to right, you got Lucky Fotu, Rashard Lawrence. Thank you, and Jonathan Ledbetter. There has been talk of them taking a uh, rush <coughs> specialist, uh, somebody that could fit in for uh, the departed JJ Watt who retired, um, and that would be the Ledbetter spot really right there. Um, Maj- uh, linebackers, you got Maji Sanders. Kazir White, Zaven Collins, Cameron Thomas—those names do not inspire any confidence whatsoever. Uh, Zaven Collins has really been kind of the disappointment there at one of those interior linebacker positions. Um, just really couldn't make it as kind of an outside rusher. So, so when they moved him inside, and he just seems kind of out of place. He if so. To me, the Cardinals could go one of two ways. They can go for an outside rusher somebody that could fill in at one of those outside linebacker positions, or they could go for an interior linebacker. There's a couple of good ones in there uh, that would be well within their reach and maybe moves Collins back outside and s- explore the options of whether or not he can become that pass rusher that everybody thought he was when he when he came out of college.
1: Put his ears back a little
0: bit. Yep, Give him a little bit more freedom. Uh, safety you have Jalen Thompson you still have Buda Baker there although he has requested a trade Um, but with his price tag nobody's really kind of biting on it Um, for now uh, we will wait and see not only with the draft but after the draft as well (coughs) on them front, on that front Uh, but they do need some uh, backup help in there none uh, nonetheless Uh, it corners you're going to have Marco Wilson and Rashad Fenton, who comes over from Atlanta, uh, so they really did not fix their secondary whatsoever at the corner spots. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is going to track in and out uh, for, as a more of a third safety than he is really a slot corner. Um so they'll have the three safeties back there, and he'll fill in a little bit at interior linebacker too, as well, because he can play both positions. So he's a stud. he is a stud. Um, I think him being out at that safety position is what really brings down kind of his PFF ranking. Um, he's not all that great in coverage, but the kid can fucking hit. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's an accomplished tackler. Um, I'd really like to see them if if Buda Baker really wants out and they're able to actually trade him, I could see Simmons actually slipping back over to that. Um, maybe not the strong, considered a true strong safety, um, but kind of the two working as two hybrid safety with Jalen Thompson in there. Um, I think that would fit him a little bit better. But they do need to get some corners in here. Um, Nate Harrison, Chris Boyd, Antonio Hamilton, Christian Matthew, none of those guys you're really going to want in your starting lineup. Anything you got on them? Yeah,
1: I I would say that the Cardinals this year is definitely a trade back out of the first uh, candidate where they have the number three. -hmm. Excuse me, trade down. Uh, To acquire more picks, there is way too many holes on this roster. And I also think they're going to add a running back, maybe not high, but – they got to give
0: somebody behind Connor that's confident. Yeah, Keontae Ingram was not a guy that I particularly liked last year. And then, like we said, uh, Corey Clement. Uh, those he's too old. None
1: of those guys do it. <coughs> they need to bring in some young blood.
0: <coughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, now here we move on to the shit show that is the LA Rams, who actually cannot f- uh, fit in a full opening day roster of fifty three players. Uh, currently so uh, but they do have a lot of draft uh, draft capital even though they don't have a first round pick they have 11 picks overall they're still you know kind of I don't know what to, they're hindered by the the Matt Stafford trade from a couple seasons ago um, with not getting the first round pick now you can say that they they did what they wanted to accomplish they won the Super Bowl that was the goal. So now you're going, you're going to go through another two or three seasons of rebuild to kind of get back into there uh, because of that Matt Stafford contract being so high. This is the whole thing. In terms of contracts, this is the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and one of the Packers were willing to let him go um, <coughs> via trade. And, and L.A. Rams tried to do this with Stafford. They've been trying to trade him, but they haven't been able to find anybody who's been a taker. Uh, based on the fact that Stafford was injured last year, um, and wasn't really the full reason that LA won the Super Bowl in the first place, so we look at the LA Rams offense. The needs offensive guard yet again. Uh, this has been the growing trend the last couple of years. Offensive line depth absolutely. Uh, they do need a place kicker. Matt Gay went to Indianapolis, so they don't have a place kicker in there. So this, they could be a candidate for one of those six-round picks, being a kicker um, in there. Uh, backup quarterback is a real need. Uh, running back, uh, punter. <laughs> I can't believe I put punter and long snapper on this side. Idiot. 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 Uh, but... No matter how you look at it, they're in deep trouble this year. They're willing to accept that, uh, like I said, for the for the Super Bowl win. But, I mean, we look along the offensive line. Joseph Knobloom, uh Alaric Jackson, Brian Allen. Coleman Shelton is the weak spot of this offensive line. And then you have uh, stalwart Rob Havenstein on the right tackle spot. Uh, behind them, you only really have three offensive linemen on, or uh, pardon me, four offensive linemen and backup spots: Tremaine, Ancrum, Jr., Logan Bruss, Zach Thomas, and AJ Arcuri. Uh, or Arcurry. Um, so yeah, they're in dire needs for definitely for backup spots here. Going to running back uh, Cam Akers, you have Kyron Williams. Uh, I was kind of fooled by that one. Um, when Akers was kind of not doing his thing earlier in the year. He came on strong late in the year, actually got a really good rating for how poor he was to begin the season, Um, but he looked good down the stretch. So Cam Akers should be your starter here. Um, Kyron Williams, Ronnie Rivers, really don't want to have them as your primary backup, so I would look at them to focus on getting a running back in this year's draft. Um, Quite possibly, knowing the Rams, it could be at that 2.5 spot. If not, it's a 3.6. It's one of those two picks if they do the running back at all, um, in my opinion. Wide receivers need a lot of help you know we know about cooper cup in the slot he had the foot injury to end the year he fucking completely that fucking completely killed my fantasy season across the board because i was getting such great value on cooper cup in the drafts that i couldn't pass him up um but with him you're going to have uh ben skoranick or scrotum neck uh, as i like to call him and van jefferson on the outside you also have lance mccutcheon on the outside as a backup. Tutu Atwell and Austin Trammell uh, backups in the slot. Uh, Tutu is kind of interesting as, you know, he's really the only guy who can be a true return man right now on this team. Um, so until they actually kind of build up some of this depth, I I want to say that Atwell can do some things in this offense with how it's built currently. He's I think he's better than Skoranek. In there. Fan Jefferson, I still like. Um, I'd like to see Tutu at well, kind of get a little bit of run here because when he was on there with Wolford and Perkins, he was doing really, really well when Stafford was out. Um, whether or not Stafford actually trusts him, that's kind of the thing. And, I mean, we really have to look at the fact Stafford is the only quarterback on this fucking roster right now. Yeah. What are you pointing at? Uh, tight end tight end oh no oh, that's because I, I hate this tight end spot oh, i don't great. know uh <laughs> so i just kind of forget about it my my apologies next time just say fucking hey idiot oh idiot tyler higby bryson hopkins hunter long. hunter long does not exude any confidence they could use a tight end but the way that they've utilized tight end they're fine right now i think if anything, they're you know, late in the draft, a UDFA, that seems to be kind of their MO um for this team. Moving on to defense, need a ton, need a ton. Safety, defensive tackle, DN, linebacker, corner, punter, and long snapper, because they don't have a punter, they don't have a long snapper. I I mean, if you're telling me that Brian Allen, your only center on here is gonna be your long snapper too, fine. Would you just fucking say it? Just say it. Okay? But uh, defensive line, you got Jonah Williams. Woof woof, 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 They need some help there. Marquise Copeland moves into the starting uh, nose tackle spot. That needs to be an upgrade. And then, of course, you have Aaron Donald, which, <clears throat> I mean, any more of this with he is a trade-out candidate sometime this year in probably in the se- in season when somebody has a need or he's going to retire. It's going to be one of the two. He can still get it done, but there's been hints of him wanting to possibly retire and having to be talked into not retiring, uh, by, you know, Sean McVeigh. So we'll see what happens there, but they do need backups. Uh, linebacking core is just as brutal. Mike Hawk, uh, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom, and Kier Thomas does not exude any confidence whatsoever in me and they only have two, three backups here in Zach Van Van, van Vakenberg, Jake Hummel, and Daniel Hardy, so they are struggling. They are struggling. Their safeties you're looking at Jordan Fuller and Quentin Lake. They're rated well, but they still need upgrades there. Russ Yeast and Richard LeCount the third, uh, backing them up. And then you get into the corners where Jalen Ramsey was traded uh, to Miami. So it's left uh, Kobe Durant, uh, Darian uh, Darian Kendrick, and Robert Rochelle as being your primary starters with only Sean Jolly as a backup, a true DB backup on this team. So it's it's a scrapyard right now.
1: Number one overall pick next year, right there. This is the team,
0: and uh, and <laughs> it could be, it could be, could be, could be just Yikes. tanking it, just saying fuck it and tanking it, at, and that's, and that's completely like. honest. Mm. Um, Yikes! Because it's San Francisco or Seattle, really in this in this division. To me, um, we'll have to see what happens there, but. I mean, we might as well just go ahead and move on to San Francisco. Please. Uh, (laughs) Please. Who who have needs. uh, Offensive tackle, offensive guard, uh, uh, offensive line depth, uh, quarterback and tight end, start with the offensive line. You have Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, who could be upgraded, but, I mean, he's serviceable. Uh, Jake Brendel at center. uh, Spencer uh, uh, Burford at... uh, at the at right guard. Uh, he's definitely the guy that I would look at them possibly replacing. And then you have Colton McKevitts uh, at the right tackle spot. Uh, I'm not totally trusting him at the right tackle spot, but I'm going to tell you this. Trent Williams is getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, they
1: lost Mike McGlinchey.
0: Yep, they lost Mike McGlinchey. So, I mean, really you don't want to have a situation Um, Oh, God, why am I brain farting? The guy who was in Philadelphia, Jason Peters. You don't want to have a Jason Peters situation where you get one ear too much uh, or too long, so they're probably going to take a look and see if there's somebody that they can groom uh, into into that spot at left tackle and possibly play a right tackle position. Um, There is quite a lot of tackles in this draft, but... You know, San Francisco, unless they package uh, some of these picks, they have three third-rounders. That's kind of where they start. They're going to be hurting right off the gate, uh, especially in a late half of day two type of way. Running back, they're fine. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Jordan Mason uh, with Tyrion Davis Price. I think they're good there. They'll probably take another look at another running back. That's just how San Francisco kind of operates there. Uh, tight end, you got George Kittle. They're fine. All you have to do is say the name George Kittle. As long as he stays on the field, they're they're well on their way. Uh, Charlie Werner, Rostwelly, the backups there. And do you have something you wanted to say on there,
1: Charlie Werner? Step up this year, I think. I just they they got some decent depth. There's some nice little pieces there that fit into Shanahan's offense.
0: Yeah. Well, Werner's, Werner was really a decent blocker, and that's really kind of what they do ask a lot of their tight ends. You're not only going to catch passes, but you have to be willing to block, and that's what Werner and Dwelly actually can do, um, and, and, a pretty, and pretty well. Pretty good, yeah. So wide receivers, you're going to have the usual suspects, Debo Samuel, who's going to drop in ADP. Um, Brandon Ayuke uh, probably came up in ADP. Uh, once we kind of get looking into there, uh, Jawan Jennings is back at the slot at the slot wide receiver spot, and then you have you know competent backups and guys like Danny Gray, uh, Ray Ray McLeod was all right. Uh, Chris Conley came over um, from Tennessee, so that's good. They also have Tyron Johnson who uh, spent a little bit of time over in um, uh, L.A. with the Chargers. And then uh, yeah. Bears cast off Daz Newsome made his way over there and is on the roster currently. So wide receiver, I think they're pretty much okay. They're willing to stick with kind of what they have and wait until next year. But I I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, maybe in the with those fifth round picks kind of gravitate towards a couple little wide receivers to kind of fill in. Um, not that they really need it, but uh, quarterback. Yeah, Brock Purdy is the starter. He avoided Tommy John surgery, uh, which is good. It says says the arm feels good. We'll wait and see once he's actually really throwing. Uh, Trey Lance has been speculation of many trade rumors uh, this offseason. They've kind of picked up closer and closer to the draft. Uh, We did not like that selection. Um, I mean, we liked it as Packer fans, but... Uh, we did not like the selection of Trey Lance for the 49ers and how much they gave up to get there, and they're kind of admitting that they were wrong with these rumors and because they have not denied it whatsoever that they've been shopping it around and that they've talked to Trey Lance about it.
1: The guy's got plenty of talent. This will be an interesting. You know, we were talking about trying to get an early pick for an offensive tackle. There is your potential trade candidate, Trey Lance. Move up in the draft, package maybe a couple of those thirds to move up and, you know, kind of recoup. You're not going to from the mess that you created when you used all your draft picks to trade up, to get Trey Lance. Right. Uh, it looks like to me, Sam Darnold <laughs> was probably going to be your early season starter. Yep. Uh, if the Brad Purdy doesn't, which was a great sneaky get, I think.
0: Yeah, we. Which is great
1: I, and Sam Darnold in the same sentence. I'm
0: sorry, I didn't, I didn't put that on your podcast, but <laughs> I did. It's all right. This is, yeah, the the opinions of Paul Burkholz have no reflection on on the on the ideals and and uh, opinions of the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, but I didn't say anything about Sam Darnold. But it's great that you did bring it up because that has been the talk that quite possibly Sam Darnold will start the season yeah. and then Brock Purdy will re you know coop back into his his starting spot. They are fully committed to be behind Brock Purdy. Um but they do need to kinda take a look at another quarterback, see if there's another project piece in there whatsoever. Uh especially if they get rid of Trey Lance you can I mean you're more than likely if if it's Trey Lance getting traded if Trey Lance is getting traded and they're able to move up to, say, a high-end second, uh, maybe low end of the first round, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going after a quarterback, um, but it wouldn't be surprising if, say, they were able to, we hear that they're able to pull off this trade, okay, and Hendon Hooker is still there. Now, Hendon Hooker coming off the ACL. There's been a lot of talk. We've we both like Hendon Hooker uh, quite a bit. Um, you can quote me on this one that I that Hennan Hooker, if Hendon Hooker was in this draft fully healthy after coming off the year that he was at Tennessee, if he didn't tear the ACL, you would be hearing about Hendon Hooker right behind Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. One hundred percent. Thank you. I'm glad we're in agreement. You can keep your job. Um, let's not forget that fullback Kyle yuschek is there, and I it, the one guy with the worst fucking spelled name whatsoever. But I know Kyle yuschek
1: Still, Shanahan offense, very, very tough to defend.
0: Yep, <clears throat> yep. So we move on to the San Francisco 49ers defense. Uh, team needs corner dn linebacker safety and d tackle they have lost a lot a lot of pieces uh to this defense they should still be somewhat okay uh, but they really need to focus on guys that can not only back up but can be those rotational type players uh that san francisco has always implored um guys that could fill in when guys get injured because it just fucking happens. These guys NFL. San Francisco defense has, you know, always been uh, a tough, hard nosed defense. It hits hits like a ton of fucking bricks. Um new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Probably not gonna stray too much from from uh the script that has gotten the that has gotten the Niners, you know, to be competitive and get into the playoffs in several years. So but we look along the defensive line, you have Drake Jackson, Javon Hargrave, mm-hmm. uh, who comes over from Philadelphia, uh, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa. They're fine across the front. They are fine. Um, even in the backups, they're okay. They just need to get another defensive end in there. Maybe somebody who can start right away in, for Drake Jackson on this side. Um, but... It's not a definitive need of something that they, you know, right. it's not something they have to have. Um, moving to the linebacker spots, you got Oren Oren Burks. <sighs> how? Somehow they got Oren Burks to work. I don't know how, but I don't trust. I don't. I don't trust it to save my fucking life because I. We've seen Oren Burks. <laughs> Orenbergs was not as good as he was last year uh, in San Francisco. He had the potential for it, but he never showed it. Uh, Fred Warner at middle linebacker and Drake Greenlaw, they're really good at those two uh, spots, but they could use some backups in here because they're a little short with only three. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is really your headliner as far as the backup guy who could fill in uh, and a whim at any three linebacker spots. And at safety, you have Tayshaun Gibson and uh, Telono uh, Hufanga. I believe that's how you say it. Um, don't quote me, boy, because I ain't said shit. But they could really use uh, basically some safety help behind them uh, as they only have George Odom and Taylor Hawkins in the backup spots there. Uh, there's plenty of safeties that can fill in on those roles. Corner, here's where we're looking, okay? So Diamador Lenore... Uh, Trevarius Ward. Traverius Ward is the guy I'm not concerned about. Uh, he's been good for San Francisco, and he was good when he left uh, Kansas City. He kind of really resurrected his career uh, the last couple of seasons. Now, Miles Hartsfield comes over from uh, Carolina, even though I put San Francisco on there, just another guy. I'm sorry, I get fucking tired when I'm doing this shit. <laughs> um but he is backed up by Isaiah Oliver, who comes over from Atlanta, and it's quite possible that Oliver actually overtakes him in that role. And then Hartsfield only really comes on a dime. So, but behind them, you're looking at Ambry Thomas, Sam Womack the third. I don't believe in uh, AJ Parker, uh, Quantrez Knight, and Trace Willing. Need Do, they, they need, need some help. help. They need some backups in there. Um, if not a full blown starter. Uh, for basically Lenore. Lenore is ranked basically a little bit above average, but he did not play that way. Sometimes I disagree with PF's rankings. So anything else you got on Niners? All righty, we move on to Seattle. Uh, team needs uh, center, guard, wide receiver, quarterback, and offensive line depth. Now we'll start quarterback here. Uh, and talk about Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Geno Smith did re-sign, uh, signed a, a pretty good deal for Seattle. Seattle did a really good job on that one. Now, they can get out of the contract after one season, um, which is why quarterback is listed. Drew Locke is a con- is he's going to be the backup no matter what, but there is talk, not only at that 1.5, but that, uh, that one uh, twenty, that 1.20, Uh, that they could move up from there and go grab themselves a quarterback if one of them drops. Um, But they're going to, like we talked about with the NFC and AFC South, uh, Houston sitting at the 12 spot, Tennessee is sitting at the 11. So those would be two candidates for anybody that drops out of the top 10. They're going to get snagged up right away. They would have to probably give up a hell of a lot to move up into that spot, and I don't see Seattle really willing, ready and willing to do that. But they do need a quarterback uh, nonetheless as a third guy um, if they do not go that route. Start developing. It just
1: makes sense. It
0: really does. Seattle's completely always been a draft and develop type team. It is the same uh, blueprint that the Green Bay Packers have done, uh, which is not – you know, it's not surprising considering that you still have uh, GM John Schneider there uh, from way back in his packer came over from his Packer days, um, and Pete Carroll being the coach that he is, he's no you know he's he's, he's no stranger. Strange, he's no stranger to that. That's that's his thing. He's yeah. a teacher, um, likes to do it, build it their way. But the offensive line, you have Charles Cross, who played a competent off, uh, left tackle spot. I was really very liked him. happy. We really yes. We last year's draft. We, were, yes. you know, we fired up about him. Cross was good. Uh, Damian Lewis is solid. Evan Brown, they could move. They brought in Evan Brown. He's a center slash offensive guard. He can play both spots. He's a swing, he's one of those swing guys. Um, that is one of your spots for a center, uh, which they could do. They have 10 picks. now. They have two picks in the first, two picks in the second. That 2.6 and that 2.21, those are the two where you would look at, at the, probably the earliest for an actual starting center, and there's about four of them uh, that can start right away with the right teams, this being one of those right teams. Um, that will get the most out of those picks. So that's kind of where I'm looking at for center. Offensive guard is where Phil Haynes is at right guard. Um, Not comfortable with him there if I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, But Abraham Lucas out on the outside at right tackle, he's okay. They could build up from there, but I'd like to see Lucas kind of get another shot um, to prove that he does belong. I think he does belong. Uh, but he's really riding in that line right now on whether or not I'm comfortable with him being there. Uh, as far as the backups are concerned, they have one at each spot, but they you can always use more. Seahawks like to have as many as humanly possible, but they w- are willing to focus on that spot in, like, the sixth, seventh rounds. The UDFA, they're going to bring in a shit ton of UDFAs after this draft um, of – Tackle and guard prospects uh, to fill that all in. Tight ends, you're pretty much okay. Noah Fant, the dismissal. Will dismissal. Disley, uh, Colby Parkinson, who who's actually when he's on the field is not is not bad at all. And then you have Tyler Mabry. Um, he's rated well, but he's not a guy that you really want to have in your starting positions. Uh, as far as the wide receivers, you got DK Metcalf. You got Tyler Lockett, who's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, And he's showing it. He's starting to really, really fucking break down. Um, And that's why I do like them for a wide receiver. um, Somebody that they can groom as a Tyler Lockett-esque player. So, this one, you got the shorter wide receivers, the shorter, speedier uh, wide receivers, the guys who can run better routes. That my friends, is one is, is the type of guy that Seattle will grab to draft and develop. D. Eskridge is not going to be long for that slot spot either. So I would not be surprised to see them possibly grab two guys that they're completely confident that they feel they can build up to be the guys in not this season but next year or the year after.
1: Would you say Zay Flowers
0: is an upgrade to DS Gridge already? Yes. So, I mean, just saying. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> you know? they're not going to... They wouldn't grab them at the 1.5, but if they pull oh, back that's... from the 1.5 and grab more picks, that that's... 1.20 right there, if Zay Flowers is there, that could be definitely something that they would do. Uh, but more than likely, if I'm... If I'm if I've watched enough of the Seattle and how they draft it would be it would probably be that two point two one right there so they would grab that center at two point six if the best center on the board is still there at two point six they would grab the center there or I think that's your wide receiver I think they're interchangeable right in there so center and wide receiver right in those two uh, number two uh, second round slots. Uh, running backs, they need depth at running back. Um, I didn't list anything. i That's just a brain fart on my own part. Uh, but you have Kenneth Walker the third, DJ Dallas there. That's it. So they do need running backs. I should have put that in there, you motherfucker, you dumbass. So I will put that in now. Aw, thanks for telling me that I can't do that. But I can because it's my spreadsheet. Um so we got that in there now. We got running backs inserted. Uh, moving on to the defense, they are really fucking thin, really thin on this defense. And this is going to be probably, you know, we talk. I talk about offensive line uh, prospects and the wide receivers. This is probably where the majority of their picks are going to go this year is on this defense. Uh, defensive end, linebacker, D-tackle, safety, corner, um, Long snapper, they, I mean, they need a ton of shit. You know, long snapper, you can get his UDFA or somebody who got cut. But um, they did bring in across the defensive line, they did it. bring in two guys. They brought Jerron Reed back. Solid. Uh, um, they have Brian Monet in the middle. That needs to be upgraded. That, there's no question about Jalen that Carter. one. That's a Jalen Carter spot. Um, Draymond Jones they brought in from Denver. Um, Not completely sold on him, but behind those three spots, they have one backup on their roster in in Miles Adams. They need defensive line help really, really bad. We switch back to linebacker. You have Daryl Taylor, uh, Devin Bush, who they brought in from Pittsburgh. That's a pretty decent fill-in to put in next to Bobby Wagner, uh, who came back from uh, the LA uh, Rams. And then Uchana Wusu bringing up the rear on that one.
1: And Jordan Brooks played a pretty big role for them last year, too. So like, that's not a bad group.
0: They're not a bad group, but they still need a lot of back they need a lot of backup help um, in there. And that will be something that they'll focus on. My assumption would be they would look at linebacker at, at that first third round and fourth round in there, somewhere in there. But then you move back to safety, you have Quandre Diggs and you have Jamal Adams. Good, solid safeties, but they have only Joey Blount to back them up, so they need safety help behind there because Jamal Adams can't stay on the field because he can't get out of his own goddamn way. So backups at safety. You look at, you look at the corners. Uh, Tariq Woolen really good kid. Did like him. Didn't think he was going to pop right away. It was going to be a guy who was going to be a uh, second or third year guy. But he popped right away. Do not like Michael Jackson across from him, so that's where their corner uh, a pick for a corner could be right there. And then you got Julian Love who came over from New York um, filling in in a slot. Uh, Behind them you have Trey Brown, Isaiah Dunn and Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe Bryant being a pick last year. Kobe Bryant being a pick now. Kobe Bryant. There is a thought that Kobe Bryant could take over for Michael Jackson, but he don't really want to take him out of that out of that slot spot and take him out of the nickel and dime. So I think he's fine right where he's at. And uh, unless you have anything else with Seattle, we're going to move on to the AFC West. Uh, this is the way the West was won. Um, starting with Denver, we have new head coach Sean Payton, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi here. Uh, offensive needs, wide receiver, tight end, running back, and offensive line depth. Uh, they're pretty solid across the front with Garrett Bowles, Ben Powers, Lloyd Cushenberry, the third. Cushenberry is another thing I think about Crunchberry. Crunchberry uh Quinn Quinn, Quinn
1: Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he
0: played a solid he played a solid right guard spot. And, and, then, and then you have Mike McGlinchey coming over from San Francisco. Huge. That was a big get. That was a big they get set for the them.
1: tone early, the Broncos did with their uh offseason needs, mm-hmm. getting on the offensive linemen taken care of. Because I think they restructured bowls and then McGlinchey. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken.
0: So then mm-hmm. when you look at the offensive yeah. Ravens, that's right. Yeah. If, if you look at the offensive line, they're solid across the front. Um, they just need guys who basically had – they need guys – they're not going to get guys that had starting experience now unless they pick up some guys, you know, uh, who get cut or whatever. Casualty kind of deal, yeah. But um, with the limited amount of picks that they have because of the Russell Wilson trade – you know, they only have five. So you're looking at fill-ins. You're probably looking at UDFA guys uh, at best, uh, which really sucks. And you're, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you're just hoping that this offensive line can stay together. Knock on wood, they stick together and stay healthy. Moving on, we're looking at running backs. Javante Williams, God Please. damn it.
1: You sweet
0: baby Jesus, stay healthy. <laughs> stay healthy. Come back from that ACL, man. But it's it's going to be a long road back. He's not going to be a guy who's going to be ready to go right out the gate because that was a bad, bad ACL tear. Uh, which is why they did bring in Samaj P. Ryan from Cincinnati, and then they brought in Tony Jones Jr., who I believe was Seattle. Yeah. He ended up in Seattle. He spent most of his time in New Orleans. That's why he's back with head coach Sean Payton. So uh, it's probably going to be right out the gate. It's going to be Samaj P. Tony Jones, I think.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a while for Williams. They, I mean, they, they spent some uh, draft capital on Williams. They're going to protect him. Yeah. He's an on back.
0: Yeah, this is, this is a J.K. Dobbins situation from last year. Uh, coming back, so I mean, I want Javante Williams if I'm able to. If you have an IR spot and he gets put on the pup for like say this first six weeks, Javante, you know, double digit rounds, would I take him and kind of hold on to him and hope maybe, um, but probably only in deeper leagues. It's gonna It's it sucks. It sucks. Had high hopes for Williams. He was really, he showed out his first two years until he got hurt. I mean, it was just the reluctancy of the Denver Broncos to put him on the fucking field and let him be who he was uh, with Melvin Gordon there. So, kind of is what it is. I mean, you got Demaria Crockett, who's more of a fullback, Tyler Batty, uh, Tyreek McAllister there, but. uh, But the interesting thing was they brought in Michael Burton from Kansas City. Um, so you can tell that this is going to be kind of a more run-focused offense. Um, I know a lot of people think Sean Payton, like, high-fly offense. He plays, it, he plays it pretty straight. He likes to use his running backs if he can. Um, tight ends. Greg Dolchich, who actually had a pretty decent rookie year uh, for where he was drafted The get out of UCLA. I liked him a lot. Uh, Chris Manhurts uh behind him and albert oh wabadon
1: albert O. big dude
0: big dude just for whatever reason he did not click with that coaching staff and i think he let his feelings kind of be known with that and that's why they kind of pushed him back because there was no reason to keep him off the field whatsoever to try and develop Uh, Moving on to the wide receivers, you're going to have Cortland Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick dealing with his own ACL tear coming back. I have him listed as the starter across for now, although K.J. Hamler could be the guy uh, in that spot as well. Uh, Jerry Judy out of the slot, backed up by Kendall Hinton. Um, Depending upon how they feel about Tim Patrick and K.J. Hamler, uh, now Peyton's really going to like Hamler because that's your high fly guy. Okay. There's also this interesting signing of Mar- uh, Marquez Callaway coming over from New Orleans. He's a Sean Payton disciple wide receiver. He could move over to that spot as well, at least for the time being if they don't grab a, a competent wide receiver out of, out of the uh, third round. Um, again, draft and develop type guys, that's why Callaway is kind of Callaway is kind of really the early candidate to take this spot. No matter if I put Patrick or Hamler there, Callaway is really the guy to come over here. And this is and this wide receiver draft is exactly why uh, J- neither Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton were traded this off season because if they traded them, they were fucked. Um, but we do have Russell Wilson coming back, the guy who can't stand his own fucking golf cart and fall in the fucking ponds and shit. Um, Jarrett Stidham coming over from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, and Jarrett Guarantano. You ever heard of that kid? No. Yeah, you never will again. Uh, Denver Broncos defense: <laughs> defensive needs safety, linebacker, corner, uh, defensive end, and D tackle, uh, and a punter. Although they did, they did grab Riley rodley dixon so i can take that one out um so five spots here uh, across the front lines you have zach allen uh who came over from arizona that one was kind of a surprise because i thought arizona was definitely going to resign him but they they didn't they didn't they let the kid go and that kid is on the upswing right now um dj jones in the middle and jonathan harris i think they're fine but if they wanted to upgrade it where Jones is at the nose tackle or Jonathan Harris at that D tackle slash DN spot right there, they will do it. Um, but otherwise, I'd just like to see them kind of get some backups in there just in case of injury. Linebacker, you're looking at Baron Browning. Woof. Uh, Josie Jules, fine. Alex Singleton, fine. Randy Gregory on the outside if he stays healthy, fine. Baron Browning could see them go ahead and take one of these edge rushers that would like to stand up and rush from that strong side there. Otherwise, you're looking at at least trying to grab a backup or two in there. I think they're pretty solid as far as their backups are concerned. They still could use one or two, though. Uh, At the safety position, you got Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns. Stearns. (laughs) Stearns is really the guy that you want to upgrade from right there no matter what his rating is kareem jackson was the guy that actually you know manned this spot for a number of years and then really your backups in here you got pj lock pj lock is fine um but he has more free safety than he is strong uh, uh DeLaren, turner yellow uh and devon key would be your backups at strong safety so This is a definite safety spot. Let's see, 3-4, 3-5. They're going to run with Stearns. They're going to run with Stearns. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. There's no way they're going to get a starting safety out of that. At your cornerback spots, you have Patrick Sertain the second. Love him. Love him. Uh, Damari Mathis, He's fine. He's fine on there. Kwan Williams is fine in the slot with Sag-Basset uh, uh, backing him up there. So they're okay at corner, but they could use some more help in there um, at the backup spots. But overall, I think the defense is going to be fine. It's this offense that kind of worries me a little bit. So we'll have to see what happens there. Wide receiver running back is probably more what they're looking for in there. I don't know if they're going to do tight end. I threw it in there just because those are not intimidating names, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, So now we move on to the hometown team, at least draft-wise, the Kansas City Chiefs, their offensive needs, offensive tackle, wide receiver, running back, offensive line depth. Um, They did bring in Jawan Taylor, to be their starting left tackle from Jacksonville. Uh, they could still upgrade that. They could still really upgrade that. But guard spots are good. They got Thune. uh, Creed Humphrey would be your center. Trey Smith at right guard. And then Lucas Niang over at right tackle. So both tackle spots we have to pay attention to. Right tackle is probably the more demanding need, which... They could grab at that last pick of the first round, um, and really. So yeah, essentially, essentially, you know, you could see an upgrade at that last pick of the first round. Um, that second round pick is not going to cut it. So this, if they do it at offensive tackle, it's going to be there right there at that last pick. And they need a lot of help in the backup spot uh, at all positions. Running backs, you're going to have Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Clyde edwards helaire LaMichael P. Ryan, who they got uh, after the Jets cut him. Uh, so they do need some help at running back. They, The prime candidate to get either... Bijan's not going to be there. Jalen Gibbs is probably the guy that they would most likely grab, um, but that would have to be at that 1-3-1 if they're willing to do that. Otherwise, they can wait until uh, the last of the second and I believe the third round and have a guy that will compete with Pacheco and CEH um, for snaps. So this is still not a running back spot that we are looking for fantasy whatsoever. Tight end, you're fine with Travis Kelsey, especially if you buy the the uh, the uh, special edition Travis Kelsey jersey, which I did yesterday because uh, I just had to fucking have it because it's a sweet fucking it's a sweet fucking jersey. Uh, Noah Gray, Joey Jody Fortson, Blake Bell um, those are your main guys. You know your stalwarts that have been your backups for you know years. Uh, Kendall Blanton came over. Uh, last year from the Rams, and then you had Matt Bushman, who's been pretty much a uh, practice squad guy. He's really, really good, had a knee injury. That's why he really hasn't made a name for himself, but he is a really good kid. Uh, liked him a lot, but he'll never see the field. I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk about him. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Sky Moore, uh, MVS, and Kadarius Toney. They did bring in Richie James. Uh, from the New York Giants, which I liked. Um, It's kind of their MO, the little shiftier uh, wide receivers, guys who can get into space. Um, The only guy that kind of, you know, MVS is a bit taller, uh, but he still has kind of that that little shiftiness, that speed. Uh, Justin Watson would probably be your closest thing to a possession receiver as you could possibly get, but he would still, I don't see him Uh, ever really breaking out uh, in this offense. Now, one guy that I will tell you to watch out for, and it is not Ty Fry Fogle, uh, the kid from Indiana in last year's draft, it is Justin Ross right here. We will continue to point him out that this kid is fantastic. He had a severe injury that he was coming off of heading into last year's draft, so he fell into a UDFA spot although he was a guy that uh, could have been as high as, say, the third round in last year's draft if he was fully healthy. Um, Kansas City likes him a lot. So we're going to have to pay attention because he may have a role on this offense. Uh, worst case scenario, I think that is your uh, return guy right there. But they they could use a couple more wide receivers uh, as fill-ins on here. Don't see him grabbing some guy that can start right away. And
1: Mahomes and then
0: Blaine Gabbert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I well, you know, you bench. skip over Mahomes because it just gets so fucking boring talking about him every time. But Blaine Gabbert did move over uh, from Tampa Bay, so instead of uh, backing up Hall of Fame, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback Tom Brady, he's backing up future Hall of Fame quarterback Patrick Mahomes, basically moving Shane Beckley. Uh, back, and uh, Chris...
1: <laughs> Oladouken!
0: <Duncan. laughs> Ola and I'm surprised that they haven't caught him yet, but they're probably just going to go ahead and use him as a camp arm uh, for the upcoming season. Moving on to the Kansas City defense, defensive needs: D-tackle, corner, linebacker, DN, safety, and punter, uh, which they actually just took care of uh, yesterday. So he, uh, Tommy Townsend is back. Uh, Good for them. The long haired guy. He's fucking long hair, (laughs) man. But uh, we look along the defensive line. Uh, Charles and Manihu, who comes over from San Francisco. That's a good get. That's going to be one of your DNs there. Derek Nottie is a guy that they could move on from um, because their backups are not great whatsoever. Um, So they're really relying on Chris Jones at D Tackle. He's getting a little. He's getting older, though. Uh, but at de- the other defensive end spot, you have George Kottoloff who actually started out really well and just kind of faded towards the end. Uh, could be just because of the longevity of the season. He needs to get used to it. He's still like George Kottoloff but he's kind of a one trick pony guy too. Um, but mostly backups here outside of that one D tackle spot. If they wanted to grab a guy, a blue chippa, in there. Linebackers, you got Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr., and Drew Tranquil. You're fine. It's basically the backups. They're very limited there. They only have three backups, one for each spot. Uh, so they're going to need a little bit of depth there. You're looking at safety, Mike Edwards, who also comes over from Tampa Bay. Good gift for them matching up uh, with Justin Reed. Uh, and then they do have. Comp- uh, uh, Decent backups in Brian Cook and Deion Bush, but they do need to get some more fill-ins in there. At uh, your cornerback positions, you have LeJarius Sneed, who can play uh, both inside and out. Jalen Watson across from him. Uh, Watson actually played pretty decent down the stretch. He became a guy. He he wasn't a reliable, uh, not reliability a liability uh, like he was earlier in the year, kind of grew into the role. Uh, and then Trent McDuffie. Uh, Should stay in that corner spot. He's more of a hybrid, you know, with the safety slash corner. Um, So he'll be in there. He he is. He's a really solid player in there. But we can't forget about DiCaprio Bootle, the backup there. Uh, I just like to say Bootle. So (laughs) they need uh, backups at pretty much everything. The defense is good. D tackle is really the concerning spot. Um, as far as the starters everywhere else it's just backups defense should be solid um, unless they have the uh, Super Bowl hangover which they haven't had the last two times that they've that they've won the title so uh, and by the way arrowhead is a fucking phenomenal stadium to go uh, take a tour of uh, you will be pleasantly surprised and I am jealous of all you chiefs fans being able to walk through that place so. That's awesome. Moving on, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Start with the offense. Offensive needs, lots. Offensive tackle, guard, uh, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. Offensive line, depth. Start along the def- or the offensive line. You have Colton Miller. He's fine. Uh, Dylan Parham, uh, Andre James, Alex Bars. There's your guard spot right there. Uh, Jermaine Eliminar. That's your... That's your... Uh, upgrade spot two. So those two spots on the right side are where I'm specifically looking at over there, and then, of course, you know, depth as always. Running backs, uh, Josh Jacobs still has not signed his uh, franchise tender. Uh, We've said this before. Uh, They're not signing it, so they don't have to go to the workouts that are going on right now. They will sign them. Uh, Backing him up, Amir Abdullah, Zamir White, who did not get to see the field nearly as much as what he should have, Um, and Brandon Bolden, I think they're fine at running back uh, for now. Uh, But there had been talks that Josh Jacobs could be involved in a trade. I don't believe any of that shit, I think. That one I don't believe. That one I just 100% don't believe. It was just kind of like the Derrick Henry one. It was just like, no, why would you do that, so... Uh, tight end, they did bring in Austin Hooper to replace, uh, to try and replace some of the productivity of one Darren Waller. Now it's not hard to replace Darren Waller's uh, productivity, considering the fact that he's injured for half the season in the last couple of years. So Austin Hooper, very capable. Now I'm surprised that they have not resigned Foster Moreau yet. Um, that was kind of one of the things. And it, he
1: was battling cancer. That's the thing. He,
0: I'm surprised that they're not doing him a solid though Gotcha. Um, came down with the cancer diagnosis They're kind of leaving him kind of high and dry right now uh, I think it would be nice for them to sign him Put him on injury reserve So he's got the medical benefits That a lot of teams have done with for other other players uh, but you do have Jesper Horstead. O.J. Howard comes in uh, from Houston, the well-traveled now O.J. Howard, traveling anywhere and everywhere. Uh, but then we move on to wide receivers. You have Devonta Adams, who's got to be pissed that uh, he's no longer with his guy, Derek Carr. Um, but filling in at the other spots, you have nothing but peanuts, okay? And by peanuts, I mean short guys. Jacoby Myers, Philip Dorsett uh Hunter Renfro, DeAndre Carter, uh fucking Keelan Cole, and Tyler Johnson. Um what kind of what kind of wide receiving core are we putting here with Adams? This is gonna be a very, very hope and pray kind of offense. It's not really one that I'm gonna to want to take a lot of shots on. It's a grab bag. Yeah, Devontae Adams, yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs, yes. Um, But with, you know, newly signed quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in there, it's kind of a hodgepodge of, like, spread it around type offense. So it's one that I'm not really in particular in love with. Um, Don't like Josh McDaniels as a head coach anyway, so I guess I'm not really too surprised that this happened. Uh, But behind Jimmy Garoppolo, you do have Brian Hoyer. Who and uh, Chase Garbers. Now, Garoppolo and Hoyer are both Josh McDaniel's disciples, so if Jimmy G gets hurt, uh, Brian Hoyer is probably going to fill in pretty nicely, even though he's old as fucking dirt. Vegas Raiders defense. The needs. Linebacker corner, D-tackle corner. <laughs> I'm really emphasizing that they need corners here. Um... And that's okay. And that's okay. Uh, safety and defensive end here. Uh, you do have across the front Chandler Jones, Bilal Nichols, and Jerry Tillery. One of those two guys, they're okay, but they're built up a little bit too much. Um, this is where they need to fill one of these two spots, upgrade right in these two spots here because this is where your running lane is coming, is right down the fucking dead center of here. You're not going to outrun Chandler Jones. You're not going to outrun Max Crosby around the outside. You're going to attack right up the middle here. So this needs to get upgraded immensely. Uh, As far as the DNs are concerned, we're looking at mostly primarily backups. They only have two right now uh, at the DN positions in Malcolm Kuntz and Jordan Willis. They're both capable, but you still want capable backups. Linebackers, Robert Spillane comes over from Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that was a pretty good get. Divine Diablo in the in the, in the middle, and then Luke Masterson on the outside. So linebacker, uh, you can use an upgrade next to uh, Spillane, uh, definitely. And, they do, and of course, they need backups there as well. Uh, safeties, you got Trayvon Mooring and Marcus Epps at the safety positions. Oof. They did bring in Jaqu- uh, Jaquan Johnson. But uh, in reality, that uh, these safeties are not good. Not good whatsoever. They need a, an immense upgrade in here. Uh, probably even more than what I've detailed down here in the bottom. I probably should have moved that over. But uh, moving on to the cornerback positions, you do have Duke Shelley. Do not look at his rating. That is an overrating uh, from the PFS system he is not nearly as good as what he as what he was last year uh but they did bring David Long Jr over from the LA Rams Brandon Faxon uh from Indianapolis this is actually going to be the second stint for Faxon here in uh uh for Las Vegas but uh they do need some <sighs> They could use a little bit of help. The Duke, like I said, Duke Shelley's a little bit overrated. That's the spot that I think they really fill before they would fill over David Long if they go early with a corner. Uh, Nate Hobbs is fine in the slot. Uh, they do have twelve picks overall. Uh, the one seven is going to be interesting. That could be a corner in there. Uh, if they don't do it there, it's at that two seven. Uh, position for day two, so tomorrow at the very least, I would expect them to take a corner uh, in this year's draft. What do you think?
1: Corner, um, maybe a D tackle, like uh, another Jalen Carter in that middle. Yep, it makes a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. You, need a, you need an impact guy in there, and Tillery and Nichols are not it.
1: You got Carter in between Crosby and Chandler Jones. You got, (laughs) you know, like, hey, that's putting some pressure on the quarterback. That'll help those, that secondary that needs way too much help with what they have for draft. Yep. I I think that would be, you know, a pretty ideal spot. Um, Otherwise, yeah, corner like a a, uh, uh, Witherspoon.
0: Yeah. I I honestly. As much as as much as I think it would be smart to take to take Jalen Carter in there, and like you said, I think with the division that they're in, they need corner help bad.
1: That's way that's a way better point. Than, yeah,
0: and I think that and I think that's what's going to be the tipping point is just the division that they're in, um, having to deal with you know not only Kansas City but you know the LA Chargers are know to kind of whip it around
1: and maybe a bounce back year from the broncos with yes because of sudden and jerry judy and yep that offense that potentially will take off this year
0: yes <laughs> so last but not least we get to the la chargers finally and part of my yawning but it happens you know it you've listened for years you know i yawn on this fucker because i don't care I'll let you know that I am putting – I am working hard.
1: Let's go. Rashawn Slater.
0: I'm sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> offensive needs for the Chargers. Wide receiver, running back, quarterback, uh, quarterback, backup, uh, and offensive line depth. It's depth every year for the Chargers. But uh, the offensive line here, you got Rashawn Slater, Jamari uh, – Jamari Sayre. Sayer Slayer. Slayer. <laughs> Slayer. Uh, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, and Trey Pipkins. Uh, Pipkins is solid, but that could be a potential uh, upgrade spot right there at the right tackle position. Uh, Worst comes to worst, they're just going to focus on the offensive line depth. That's why I didn't put put offensive tackle in there because Pipkins can play that spot just fine because they have the fullback in Xander Horvath who can help out uh, from behind there. Running back, you have Austin Eckler. He's talked about trades. He's not going to get traded. He's going to continue to be there, so we're not worried about that. Uh, backing him up, Joshua Kelly, uh, Isaiah Spiller, and Larry Rountree the third. Is I, this the
1: year for Isaiah?
0: Could be. I don't see them really going after a running back though. As much as I put it as a need, because they'll continue to to do it, they could they could stall it out like the Buffalo Bills are probably this year because they did bring in Damian Harris. And so they filled that need with Devin Singletary. And they spent draft capital on this spot the last couple of years, as have the Chargers. So it's quite possible that they just say, fine, we'll stick with these four. We'll get a UDFA. You know, UDFA guys maybe focus on a guy that gets cut from a team um, and bring them in. But uh, as much as I put offensive needs running back second, on here, I don't see them pulling the trigger on it, not with just seven picks. But uh, tight end, Gerald Everett played decent. Um, they're happy to have him back for this year. Donald Parham, uh, yeah, that's my guy. That's my XFL guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey McKitty, uh, he's fine. Uh, stone Smart, meh. But uh, tight end, not a real pressing need, not with Everett and Parham there. Uh, wide receivers and the reason why and i'll get to reason why i have wide receiver as being the top need here uh, you have mike williams and josh palmer on the outside in three wide receiver sets otherwise it is keenan allen who plays the slot in three wide uh plays on the outside in in the two wide or the 12 personnel keenan allen as good as he has been is getting old and he's breaking down, just like he did his, you know, rookie year. So he is a guy that needs to have a potential replacement uh, in place at some point. So I do think they're going to take a look at a wide receiver, not at the one twenty two, but I think that two point two three is where they're going to look. I have a couple of guys in mind, but I don't want to. I don't want to say them. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep that for anything we do for the draft. So, moving on here, they do need depth. They need a lot of depth, though, at the wide receiver positions, uh, regardless of whether or not they okay, get so, Allen's uh, placement. Real
1: quick, though, you, you, we got Herbert.
0: Allen, oh, jo- yeah, that's right. Chase
1: Daniels is now gone. Chase. The Easton Stick is a, a pretty decent kid out of uh, the fight uh, fighting Bob, uh, North Dakota.
0: Bison. Yeah, North but, Dakota State. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know if he can hold down the fort.
0: No, so they'll need a they'll need to get somebody in there. Somebody, you know, you're looking at probably a fifth or a sixth rounder if they do that, or else somebody that gets cut off another team they're gonna bring in on there. So, uh, but LA, LA Chargers defense, this is the one that breaks down every fucking year. Uh, and disappoints the shit out of me. Uh, they did bring in uh, Derek Ansley as their new defensive coordinator, which was smart. Um, need safety, corner, D-tackle, linebacker, defensive end. Uh, I have punter, but they did get a punter back in. They re-signed him. Um, so we started along the defensive line. You got Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Austin Johnson. Johnson is the guy who should not be your starter in there. Morgan Fox is really on the border as well. So these two spots are real needs. Yeah, yeah,
1: they need help there.
0: Are real needs. Real, real needs. Now, they do need backups in here. They're probably going to take care of that late in the draft with the 7th rounder, or they're going to do UDFA. Uh, Linebackers. Khalil Mack, Kenneth Murray Jr., Eric Kendricks who comes over from Minnesota now, nice get. and Joey Bosa. The weak link in here is has been Kenneth Murray. With Kendricks there, I'm hoping that's going to finally get Kenneth Murray invested and get him in a better and get him in a better spot. Um, because if it's not, this might be Kenneth Murray's last year in LA. Um, Backups—they need backups. They got Nick Neiman and Amen Utt- uh, Ogbong Ott- Ogbon as the two uh, capable backups in there. Uh, Kyle Van Noy was not resigned, so they do need help behind uh, their four linebackers. When we look at safety, you still have Derwin James there for now. There was talks of him possibly retiring, but uh, Nazir Adelaide actually took his thunder, stole his thunder, because he he retired out of that, out of this, out of the free safety spot. So really, you have Aloha uh, Gilman, J.T. Woods at that free safety spot, and then you only have Raheem Lane and Mark Weber Jr. backing up Derwin James. So if we go back here, one point two two, that could be it could be branch could be, yeah, the safety. Yeah. It could, could be branch or whom, whomever they like more at safety I don't know why you go above Brian branch but here we are uh so then we look at corners to finish this one out Michael Davis uh, across from him Asante Samuel Jr. Samuel Jr. Is the, is the good corner Michael Davis uh played above his head um last year uh uh, if you if you compare it to the two years before, where he was just a fucking sib over there, um, JC Jackson right now is not considered the starter, and he is considered a cut candidate uh, because of how poorly he played through and and the fact that he was injured. Okay. Um, I have heard this. Okay, not saying it's going to happen, but he is not guaranteed the starting spot right now.
1: Damn. Yeah society
0: uh, is fallen. Yeah, and he signed that big contract coming over from New England. So he was
1: walking around like Conor McGregor. He got paid, and then he didn't want to work. This is one of the. <laughs> this is one of
0: those. We're going to make you fucking earn earn that contract. Uh-huh. So, and I believe they can actually get out of it without having to pay a lot um, in penalty on that. You know, down the road. So then you have uh, Jasir Taylor. As right now as you're starting nickel. That could be that could be JC Jackson's spot though, too. They could have him come over there. But no matter what happens, they need corner help really, really bad. Really, really bad. Because really unless they re sign Bryce Callahan to take over that to, you know, take back his spot in there, I mean you really only have uh Dean Leonard as your as any type of competent backup at the cornerback slot so they need a lot of help we'll see what happens it should be fun uh next couple of days get through the nfl draft here and uh to be completely honest if you're listening on here we have no idea what we're doing no idea but you know what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna put out the best shit that we possibly can and uh, we're going to try and do some live stuff here, uh, more than likely through uh, Facebook. Uh, it's probably going to be the, the best way to do it. Um, but uh, no matter what, we're going to get some content out here, out today. Uh, we're going to get some content out tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun with uh, Women of Fantasy Football and, uh, and Miss Britt Flynn. And uh, hopefully, maybe we'll even talk to uh, some of the people from Better Sports Network. So... But we got a lot of stuff to get done still, so we are going to head out. But uh, hopefully everybody enjoys uh, the NFL draft tonight. Hopefully the Bears suck a bag. Um, but uh, the way that uh, their GM has been working, I don't see it happening. I, they've been pretty good. Watch them trade back. Watch them trade back, just like Green Bay Packers every fucking year. Have a good one, everybody.